Hey, thanks for checking out this podcast from Sports Kita Wrestling. Check out the rest of our audio offerings, including episodes of Legion of Raw with Vince Russo every Monday night into Tuesday, Smack Talk with Dutch Mantel every Friday into Saturday, and content nearly six days a week, including pay-per-view post shows. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, check out all these shows in our video versions on YouTube and Facebook Watch. Very Excuse me while I play my feet. Very nice. Very good, Chris. I was about to say, bro, I swear to God, you played the intro. And I was about to say, don't we? You need to hit that intro one more time, bro. <laughs> there you are playing with your feet. Glorious, bro. Glorious. Thank you. Man. Thank you. <laughs> Tremendous, Chris. Tremendous, man. Well, this is the Legion of Raw, and uh, we're at it already, man. I'm uh, Dr. Chris Frederick Vince Russo. To my right, your left, I believe. Uh, I, st- I still think if I'm looking at it, it's still right. So I think it's right regardless. So, yeah. Vince Russo, how are you doing today, my man? I am doing all right, Dr. Chris. Let's start with a uh, philosophical question. Okay. I love talking to you about psychology, philosophy, the brain, mm-hmm. thinking, uh, uh looking at things under a microscope and picking them apart. Chris, let, let, let's be honest, bro. Please, if I'm missing something, you need to tell me I'm missing something. You put this show in front of a live audience next week, okay? And more people are going to tune in because why? Like seriously, I, I need some I need somebody to explain to me with this show and this level of writing why a live crowd is m- magically going to increase the ratings of this show. I need somebody to explain that to me because that's all I'm hearing. And bro, the point is. If the show is bad, people are not going to watch it. A live crowd, bro, is not going to make this show better. No, it's not. And I think, you know, the live crowd isn't what draws the ratings. It's not, you know, the the ratings isn't because of the live crowd. The ratings is because of the home audience. And so I don't think this is going to have anything to do with making the home audience want to bring to want to watch the show. I think you may get an initial pop because, you know, just the, the initial, I wonder how the crowd will react. Uh, but the, the crazy thing is WWE's only, they've only reached 2 million viewers. So they've only averaged 2 million viewers on two shows this whole year. And it was uh, the New Year's uh, day show. I mean, New Year's one, well, New Year's day it was right after New Year's. Uh, with the that legend show and the uh the raw after wrestlemania those are the only two that they average two i i I mean chris this is what i'm comparing it to this is exactly what i'm comparing it to okay bro i'm a i'm a giants fan you know that okay Mm -hmm. last year there were no fans yep so it would have been the equivalent of me saying okay bro i'm a giants fan but there's no fans in the stands last year so you know what chris in 2020, 
I'm not going to watch any Giant games. There's no fans, bro. So I'm not going to watch, but I'm going to watch in 2021 when the fans come back. I mean, I don't understand the the the, the thought the logic. This, yeah, bro. yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It it, it <laughs> raw looked like it was taped. I mean, that it just seemed it was. like was wasn't this taped tonight? I think it was. Yeah, it was pre-taped. Yeah, yeah. it looked yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it looked like it was taped, and so yeah. like it, it was one of those things that you know it, it, it's like as they as they're transitioning out of the Thunderdome, they're taping the stuff, and so uh, I think Houston is where they'll be at on Friday uh, live, and so the thing is, there's no cliffhanger that wants me to watch raw next week people are not I, I don't care if anything i'm going to say okay let's see how the p- people are and i tell you what like i said i think it, it might get a first hour pop but that third hour i got a i got a bad feeling about that third hour number for next week man i mean chris are we coming on next week's show let's be reasonable are, are we coming on next week's show and are we always saying Chris, bro, did you see that fan in the third row? Right. Did you see that guy in the third row with his kids? Like, come on, man. Right. Like, come on, please, yeah. man. Please. Agreed. agreed, man. Agreed. So how was your weekend, man? How how was uh how was life? Good. Everything's good, bro. I'm really uh, you know, I'm 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 doing a lot of my work on this realm network, bro. Uh right you know, really getting away from wrestling and really hot topics and stuff I want to talk about, bro. So that's really been consuming a lot of my time, man. Very nice. Very nice, man. Yeah. I uh, went to Virginia beach with my wife. Nice. And, uh, yeah. We uh, had a, we had a nice beach life for the weekend. Just her and I, we had a great time. Came in today. Well, I came in yesterday and uh, today was just a full day at work. I'm uh, exhausted. I had seven clients today, go to the gym, work out like a madman, come home, do all the family time, and then... Probably had a nice dinner, too, I would think. Nice dinner? You know what? I had uh, my, my wife offered to cook. I actually had some pizza from yesterday, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm, all, I'm really big into relieving my wife. Uh, that's like my love language and acts of service. And and so I was like, don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about it. Just uh, I have some pizza from yesterday. Don't worry about cooking. And I said, she said, okay, you sure? I was, don't worry about it. She said, okay, I cook tomorrow. So the pizza was good and uh, spent time with the family. And then Vince, <laughs> I watched Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> you know, Chris, you you hit a great point there, man. I want to point out what you said. Next week is the first time in front of a live crowd in in over a year. Is it over a year? Almost a year and a half. And no cliffhanger. No cliffhanger, man. Oh, think about that, bro. Think about that. What a great point. I didn't even think about that, Chris, because there's never a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. But knowing next week is live, really, guys? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I looked at the end of that show, and I said, like, this is what you're going to hype for the live crowd over almost a year and a half? It, it was literally just a segment of, 
with Bobby Lashley and MVP about how Bobby Lashley wants to get serious again. I mean, why do I care about coming next week to watch? He just lost a match to Xavier Woods, ladies and gentlemen. And somehow there's nothing that says, oh, I got to watch next week. And it seems like the WWE is really banking on that live crowd to really pop the ratings, man. Bro, how many times are we going to go through this? The last time was the Thunderdome. Remember that, bro? It yep. was the Thunderdome was going to would turn it around, bro. Come on. Man, you just talk about reaching for straws. How about a good show, guys? Exactly. How about a good show? <laughs> exactly. I mean, can, can we try that one week? Yep. Yeah, just like I say every week, man. Phone it in. It's just like everything – Everything under the sun gives WWE a reason to phone it in now. We talked about the uh, the Stanley Cup. We talked about baseball. We talked about Blues Clues. Now it's because the Thunderdome is ending. We get to phone it in and, and do the pre-tape. I mean, even if you did pre and and don't give me an excuse that the pre-tape is what caused it, them to phone it in. You, not, not every Raw was, was live during the Attitude Era, and it was still – riveting television i mean it, it didn't cause them to phone it in i mean they end up doing eventually live every every week but i remember those times where it used to be every other week they would do yep. uh raw uh, they would do live taping so that that's that's no excuse to me yeah no no uh we'll start off with uh, xavier woods defeating bobby lashley uh, i saw this and i said <laughs> wow like they are really milking this 50 50 stuff like and and here's the thing, and we talked about this before in the writing with Russo. Bobby Lashley is supposed to be the most venomous heelist, you know, person one of the one of the biggest heels on the show. He's supposed to be dominant, untouchable. Why in the world do I care if it, why why would I put him as a bad guy if he's coming in with champagne and woman and losing? to xavier woods who's been picking with him and now he seems like real distraught and and he just seems so uh defeated why why would i not want to get behind someone like that well how how is this making lastly a stronger heel well gosh there's just so many things here first of all chris he, here here's the problem first of all if Lashley and Woods got in a ring as a shoot for a hundred times, Bobby Lashley would beat him a hundred times. Correct. There is no believability whatsoever in Xavier Woods beating Bobby Lashley. That's number one. Yep. Number two, bro. Lashley loses. A, a, you know the roll up again. Of course, the roll up he loses. Now at that point, he should be absolutely embarrassed and he should be looking for woods to rip him to shreds yep so yep. they they don't so, so first of all they beat him which is totally unbelievable this guy would never beat him Second of all, after he's embarrassed, he doesn't look for this guy to so none of that stuff is believable correct Brody yep. do, do we have to go to Rocky again? We have to go it, to Rocky again. Bro, it. remember at the end of the first movie, they beat the living snot out of each other. Mm -hmm. Bro, remember they go to the hospital that they, they can't, that their faces are 
<laughs> you know, just twisted yeah. at. Remember that, yeah. and remember, bro. Creed is rolling himself into rock because he was embarrassed, bro. Mm -hmm. He was embarrassed. So this guy, all the pain that he felt, his his face is just distorted and a mess. And he's rolling into Rocky's room yep. because he he was embarrassed in, in front of the world. Yep. What's the difference here? What's what's the difference here? So Bobby Lashley gets rolled up by a guy that never in a million years would beat him, and I'm okay with that for the next yeah, three hours. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm so distraught that the last part of the show that's going to be riveting and something's going to happen and what make me want to say, oh man, I can't wait till next week. No, it's just some two talking about how much he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> it just it doesn't make sense, bro. None of this. Not at all. Up. Not at all. None of it, man. What makes sense is Mike D with the four nine super chat, bro. <laughs> I lost SmackDown written by the same writers because SmackDown is light years better than Raw. Uh, no, they have different writers uh, for at least different head writers. Uh let's start off with uh let's let's go now with Alexa Bliss's playground, even Maria Dewdrop. This is what the hold on, time out. Up, oh, up, oh, hold on, huh? You know, I got a graphic oh, for that. Correct now. me if I'm oh, wrong. Hold on, I got hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, Joey, time out, Joey. <laughs> Bro, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh Shanky and Cranky. Mm -hmm. Who's who's the big guy? Shanky. Bro, I could be wrong because I don't really play, pay close attention to this. Mm -hmm. I could have sworn in the pre-tape, the big guy had the face paint. And when they came out, the other guy had the face paint, bro. I think Vera's been having the face paint the whole time. Are you oh. sure? So I, I could have sworn Cranky had face paint blown about. <laughs> I could have sworn, bro. He had. I know that Veer had the has the lines. I know that the, he's had, he's had that for. I got to go back and look. I got to go yeah. back and look. Yeah. Kind of, but yeah. yeah, they did that little pro uh, that little pre tape before Alexa and Dewdrop. Yes, yes, they did. And um, so yeah, this this playground segment again, I, it just makes me. What the heck are they trying to do with Alexa Bliss? Uh, she's a baby face now, I guess. And they just dropped the whole Lily thing. They dropped the Fiend thing. She's supposed to be some dark character. Now she's just some black, you know, makeup. Bro, you know what? You know, face? What? Bro, you, you know what's so like? She dropped Lily. Is it Lily or Jilly? Who is it? Lily. You got it. Bro, she's still in the video entrance. She is. That's true. Like, she's still, like, real, like, really, guys? Like, yeah. bro, then, bro, please, because I know with AEW, you got that show in the middle that nobody watches, but they assume everybody watches it. Be in the elite, okay? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. bro, if you don't watch Be in the Elite, you have no idea what's going on on the show. They assume right. everybody watches the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, bro, listen, I don't know. Is there another Raw show? Is there another WWE show now that I've now missed? 
Because, bro, all of a sudden, Dewdrop and Eva are getting along and they're on. The, like, didn't the last two weeks, bro, wasn't there heat and friction the last two weeks? But now it seems everything is hunky dory between the two of them. Yeah, Dewdrop made a couple of uh, like eye rolls, but at the same time, it's like still at the end of the day, it wasn't as like much friction this week as it was the past couple of weeks. And again, I just what is this leading to? Dewdrop having this big monstrous, you know, mega main event babyface run or and beating Eva Marie like. What is all this leading to, Vince? What's what's the buy-in to this? No, that's it. That's exactly what you just said. That's where it's going. Babyface Dewdrop beating Eva Marie. Okay. First of all, bro, uh, don't you think we should get a little heat on Eva Marie first? Correct. I mean, Eva Marie announcing she's the winner of every match, that is not heat, bro. That There's no heat to that, bro. And even if it was heat from the in the beginning – now it's getting to the point where it's like how they're booking her. It's like, it's just, again, we talked about this same well over and over and over and over and over again. This whole I'm the winner thing, like it got old like weeks ago. And, yep. and like, it's not really, it, it's not drawing heat anymore. And that's, and that's the thing. And again, it's like, how in the world are the are the fans going to react to this? I, I I don't think that they'll care, and that's the thing. It's it's apathy is worse than hate. You know, what I mean, when it comes to these type of reactions, even psychologically, a lot of time because apathy is just no emotion. At least hate right. is some emotion. Yes, you know, what I mean, and it's just when you get that apathy there, it's just I mean, it's like a death nail, and, and like. I've got a I've got a feeling that people just aren't going to care about this dewdrop Eva Marie thing. Well, Chris, not just that. Let's go down the whole show. I love that you pointed that out, bro. Let's go to the next Jinder promo in the ring, mm-hmm. and they got the sword, and Drew's got the real sword. Oh, Whoa. how it, bro? How are the how are the how's the audience? That that's going to be a big pop. Nope. Like that, that's gonna the guy took the sword a week ago. Yeah. Drew somehow has the sword back. And and what, bro, the place is gonna erupt when (laughs) bro, like (laughs) was a fake sword. Oh, think about that. Think about we can go down this entire show and think about a live audience. Bro, I think there is almost more negative than positive. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's and it's sad because Drew's clearly the baby face and he should be. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Drew guy. Great guy. But it's like, how in the world is he is, how in the world is the WWE properly booking him for fans to react to him positively? The dude simply had the real sword and annihilated a motorcycle of gender Mahal who's they've been poorly booking for, you know, years now, you know, it's like, where's the heat and where's the buy-in and the baby face. And this is one thing I noticed about the segment before we get to that. I was like, okay, so you have the real sword, you put it on the wall, you destroy the, the uh, motorcycle and then you walk away but you didn't take your sword with you. 
So you just kind of gave them all type of access to come back to the back. And, and say, oh, okay. Where well, is the sword and, right here? Bro, and and let's let's look at that scene a little bit more. In in front of Jinder's eyes, uh McIntyre's ripping that uh uh motorcycle. He doesn't send his guys to the back. Yeah, I was thinking that. Exactly. Uh, so, so all three of us are gonna stand here and yeah. watch the guy just, bro. Like, what? What are you? What are you guys thinking? Hundred yeah, percent. And it was like a few minutes. They could have just ran in the back, and like they could have prevented at least sixty percent of that destruction. You know what I mean? But they're like, whoa, whoa, no, not the. Not the mirror. No, it, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like it goes back to that invisible wall again. It's like, oh man, I, I because of this invisible ring wall, I can't even just go out the ring and then run up to the ramp and then go in the back and we all jump him because he's just destroying the bike. I just doesn't make sense at all. Or we could just go up and say, oh okay, well I noticed that he walked away. Huh. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get the real sword now because since he walked away from it and he, the whole segment was about him having the real sword. Yeah. But now he doesn't. <laughs> but, but it goes to show how much he meant, how much it means to him because he just walks away from the real sword. So, yeah. a, a, again, just very, very illogical. Uh, next, we get Nikki Ash defeating uh, Oscar Naomi and Alexa Bliss. And uh, again, just, this this fifty uh, fifty who 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 are they putting over here, Vince? Well, I think the fact that Alexa Bliss disappeared. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I just want to now. Okay, next week, how is she disappearing from right. the crowd? I mean, how are we doing that next week, guys? Like, have we thought about that? Like, what what, what are we doing? Like, oh, bro, I just I don't know. Yeah, I, how does she disappear next week? I, I think all of the. You know what? Coming to, to come to think about events, I think one of the reasons one of the reasons why she ditched Lily is because they can't do all of the Thunderdome pre-tape stuff. Of course not. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. They, they can't bro. do the fireballs anymore. They can't yep. do all the the bells and whistles, and so they're like, oh, "Okay, well, yep. let's just ditch Lily because she just can't appear from everywhere now because yeah. you know we can't do that like she did with Shannon Baszler." So, yeah, I mean, and again, Vince, you you said this a lot as far as when you were a writer in uh, the Attitude Era days. You really focused on branding and the characters of people, right? Mm -hmm. And so here's the problem what I see with WWE. It is so quick for the WWE nowadays to invest in someone for two, three, four months and then just turn the corner. And then when they turn the corner, that person's kind of proverbially left for dead. You know, I mean, it's just it's nothing to make the situation better. Same thing like what they did with the fiend. You did all of this, you, you did all of this uh six months of burning and and black goo and green goo and all this just for him to lose at wrestlemania just for alexa bliss to turn on him just for her to have a doll just for her to ditch the doll and now she just kind of feels like everybody else after the fact that she was causing nia Jax and reginald to be in a trance and slap 
and then slap people. Now it's just like, oh, okay, well, now I'm just a baby face, kind of just like everybody else, and there's nothing really special about me. You know, bro, I have, you know, you know I, uh, I, I have Billy who does the news, and, you know, Billy told a story about Vince McMahon, and I, it seems 1,000% accurate to me, and he had the right idea, but the execution – the the story was that Vince McMahon was getting tired of the wrestlers just talking about the match. And he wanted them to, to when they cut a promo, don't talk about your match, like tell stories. Mm-hmm. That's why we've been getting all these Drew McIntyre stories. And supposedly he's in love with Drew. He's in love with Riddle. And now he's in love with Nikki, you know, with her stories. Okay, bro, I'm with you. We can't have every single person talk about the match. That's all everybody was doing. Okay, bro, so now they're telling stories. But where's that going? It's not going anywhere. Matt Riddle coming on every single week and acting like a blithering idiot. Where are we going with that? That's got to go somewhere, man. Correct. And again, it's all about character development. And when I look at Riddle's interviews, you know, Riddle, he's funny. You know, he's, you know, he can be, his gimmick is, it is what it is at this point. But it's like, when I look at Riddle, I'm like, okay, what exactly are you like? What am what are what are you? What am I supposed to believe you to be? Are you some like uh, slapstick comedy guy who makes like weird buffoonery jokes? I mean, are you you came in as like some type of uh, high innuendo, you know, who would make jokes about being high all the time and mushrooms? No, that's gone gone away now. Now you're Randy Orton's, you know, biggest fan. W- what are you at this point? What am I supposed bro, to that, That's That's another point, Chris. Okay, bro, Orton hasn't been on the show for three weeks. Now, I don't know why. Maybe you know why. I don't know why. But the fact of the matter is, whatever the reason is, is it COVID-related? Does he not want to get facts? Whatever the reason is, I don't care. You can't not have Riddle asking, where's Randy? Right. You can't. Bro, you tied these guys together for a month. Orton disappears, and this guy doesn't address it? Right. You can't do that. Bro, I swear to God, it's like tuning into Cheers, and all of a sudden, one week, Ross isn't there, and Ross isn't there for the second and third week, and nobody's saying anything. Yeah, exactly. That would never happen, bro. Yeah, that's so true. And Randy Orton's a he's a key character, you know, in the show every single week. And then for them to, <laughs> to pretend that he's just like, ah, okay, you know, well, everybody just forget that Randy Orton's a main event character and a you know shoe in Hall of Famer, you know, what I mean, and it's like that's where I think they miss the reality factor. You know, that is incredibly important to add to that. Otherwise, it's like there's no bridges every single week. You know, it's like we're so, and it goes back into, it goes back into the point of, 
if I'm watching this for the first week, or if I haven't been a while since I've watched it, where in the world am I? How am I going to just get in here and, and want to stay in here? You know, like what what is causing me to stay in this? So if I watch three weeks ago, I haven't watched Raw for five, six, seven years, and I see Randy Orton, and all of a sudden I don't see Randy Orton anymore because he's my favorite wrestler or something like that, and they don't mention him. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess he's not there anymore. Let me go ahead and uh, turn the <laughs> turn the channel again. And bro, what's that go back to? It goes back to what I talk about every week. They don't want to deal with reality. So they, they they don't wanna let you know what's up. And so okay, he he's disappeared. Alexa Bliss made Randy Orton disappear. Okay. Yeah, I got it. yeah exactly. <laughs> and that wasn't on uh you know where you know what? He went to um what was it that the focus group went to? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I thought they were all fired, bro. Like right Costa Rica or something yeah. like that. They I thought they were all fired, the focus group at this point. Yeah, well, you know, we did the whole Costa Rica gimmick because uh, they needed some time to relax. And then AJ and Omos was there together, right? And then Shanky and Cranky was there for a while. Yeah. And then... Uh, Somebody else was there too. Gender was there for a while and then he came back. And so <clears throat> I think Randy Orton went, man. Well, I think he went with Retribution. Ah, I think, the yes. three, I think the three of them are there now. Yes, yes. He went with Retribution because yeah. we didn't see Mace or T Bar or Ham Hawk or Hambone. And guess who else may be with them? Who? Mantar and Ali might be. On he that. was, they were there. Oh, they, they were, were there. Yeah, they were there. On, they were there on Raw. They had like a, uh, they were in the segment of when Carrillo got jumped. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I totally it, missed that, bro. When Carrillo, when they went back, when they went back and uh, Carrillo was like, I'm on, as long as I stay, I'm on a fight or whatever he said. Ali and it was Ali and Mansoor and Damian Priest. I saw Damian Priest. Yeah, and Mansoor was there for Ali was there for like a hiccup. He looked at it and then walked away. And then Mansoor looked at Ali, and he kind of drifted away too. <laughs> that was it. That, that was all they get. Riveting, riveting television. <laughs> hey, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to cause people to pop next week for sure, right, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ivar defeating AJ Styles. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, this was so predictable to me. I knew that was going. I knew they were going to split wins. I knew they were going to split wins. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Whoever goes against AJ is going to win because they're not going to have almost lose, of course, because he's just the big giant. I said, I I bet you they're going to split wins. And as soon as they had AJ go first, and they had Ivar, I said, I bet you Ivar is going to win. And and I'm thinking, you know, look, I like Hanson. I like uh, Ivar. I've interviewed him before. Really nice guy. But it's like, okay, for the sake of this 50-50 crap, for the sake of putting someone over, why is splitting wins before the pay-per-view a way to cause people to get more into this match. Well, no, it, it just it buys you a week. That's all it does. So my question to you is, Chris, what you just said, why am I rooting for the Vikings to win this match? Right. Like, why do why do I care if they win or they lose? Like, why do I care? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Timothy's uh, mentioning uh, maybe Squeaky Cedric so that was vacation that I paid yeah, for. Uh, but I paid for the vacation. You yeah. know what, Timothy? You 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 uh, you got me, man. I I paid for um, Squeaky Cedric's vacation to go over there to Costa Rica. Sent him uh, <laughs> sent him over there, man, to work on his promo skills. And so uh, he, you know, Cedric Alexander, great guy in the ring, uh, nice guy too. I've, I've interviewed him before. Nice guy. But I tell you, I kind of feel like it's a rib, Vince, because people know that I despise his promo, and they're trying to get underneath the psychology doctor skin. And they're trying to—they're trying to do me. They're trying—they're trying to—they're trying to work me, Vince. Yeah. They're not gonna—they're not gonna break me though. Yes. I, I'm gonna stay cool. I'm gonna stay chill. Stay strong. Stay strong. Yeah, I'm, gonna stay, stay I'm gonna stay strong. strong, man. And so you know what? Instead, what I did was I said, you know what? You guys aren't going to break me. I'm going to send him over to Costa Rica with everybody yes. else. Yes. And, and Randy Orton's over there now. Yes. So Randy Orton could help him with his promo. Oh, yeah. That makes that works for me, bro. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. 100%. Very nice. Very nice. Yep. Uh, then we got Omos defeating Eric, of course. And again, 50 <laughs> 50 split. Who cares about this match on Sunday yep. <laughs> if they're splitting wins like this? No one's over here. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, bro, as you look ahead, like, I mean, again, I'm looking at Seamus promo, New Day promo. Seamus lays out Carrillo. Who, who is there one person that cares about Carrillo? Is there one? Like, what is there one person that cares about that? No. Again, bro, put it in front of a live crowd. Correct. Put it in front of a live crowd, bro. You shoot that scene in the back. Carrillo comes out, Spirit of 76. What, bro? The, the people are going to be hanging from the rafters? <laughs> right. Like, re like, really, bro? Think about, think about the crowd reaction for all of these things. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oof. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, and they're going to be in Houston. I think they picked the uh, the right spot for, for next week because tech, uh, Houston, Texas isn't a real smarky spot unlike Boston and, and New York and Chicago. And so they, they, they picked the right spot for next week because they're, they're, they're semi safe with the Houston crowd, as opposed to the, the Eastern crowd. And the, the Philly is another one. That's a uh, real smart. Oh, uh, bro, Can you imagine on the East coast when Nikki goes out there? Oh man, <laughs> it's not going to be good, man. It's not going to be good. That Chicago and Philly and, and New York crowd and Boston crowds going to, just eat her alive man it's it's i i i hope that i'm pulling for her, man and, and maybe this this could maybe this is completely different in live crowd maybe they'll latch onto it but for what i've been seeing on social media man uh unfortunately people just aren't buying this they she gets she's getting people are christening her as molly holly 2.0 everywhere and yeah. so it's 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 unfortunate, and I don't see it working. Unfortunately, hope it goes far. But I just I like Nikki Cross. I don't I don't like the gimmick. I just I want I would have rather saw Nikki Cross, you know, with her previous gimmick, get a push. But this here is just kind of like it's 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 kind of like a a, a comedy act of herself. I just I don't see it. Next we get. Um, yeah, so the so the the, the segment with Seamus uh, getting attacked and then you know coming back and he pulling a promo comes out within seconds he gets his face kicked off by Seamus and that's it. Uh, Damon Priest makes a save. 
I'm wondering if this was a receipt for legitimately breaking his nose. I'm wondering if that was the case for, That's for this. Particular. Very possible, bro. Could very well be. Could very yeah. well be. Yeah. Because Carrillo, I mean, he was he's fine. You know, both of them are fine. Both of them were cleared. And so it wasn't just the back and forth. It was just, I mean, Seamus just I think he just was giving a receipt. I think that I think it was probably booked that way. Yeah. Speaking of that, were, were there any were there any times that uh, Vince McMahon kind of nudged you to kind of book kind of like a receipt type of bro, uh, bro, bro? I am telling you that stuff never happened with me and Ed. We we bro, we weren't re- we weren't the good old boys like that. We were television writers, and it's like. Bro, no, you you give you a receipt another way. Don't screw with our show. Correct. I mean, seriously, bro. We, he never he never pulled that stuff with us, bro. Yeah, ever. yeah you got to give that receipt in the back, man. You, yeah, you can't make man, that a whole come segment. Come on, bro. Like, really, man. It was three segments, actually, because it was the attack, and then they went to commercial and came back. It was him pulling the promo, and then they actually had him go out and they started the match, and he got his head kicked off within seconds. You wasted all that time for that. And and, and then another thing, it's like, wh- wh- why is Sheamus running away from Damian Priest? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Why? T- tell me why. Why? Because he's a heel. Oh, yeah. come on, man. Will yeah. you? Agreed, man. Um, <laughs> Ricochet uh, defeats John Morrison in the last man standing match. I mean, every time they every time they they compete, it's it's you know it's it's an interesting match. They both are super super athletic. Both of them are very very athletic and and, and uh, good competitors. Uh, but I mean, we've seen variations of this match over and over and over and over again over the past few weeks, and so now it's the last man standing. And so now this was, I guess, to kind of nudge Ricochet to make him seem like he has a, a, a fighting chance of actually winning the Money in the Bank match. And it's just, again, Vince, I don't, I don't know how they can just quickly the week before, like, okay, now we're going to get him over. He's going to be really believable now by being the same person he's been feuding with for weeks after weeks after weeks, who isn't over, by the way, John Morrison. And then, bro, here's what they're doing too. Like, you, bro, you you know this. You know this when when you've seen it as much as we have. Now, Miz is laid out on the ramp. The yeah. wheelchair is upside down, yeah. and now he's overselling because he knows it's goofy and now he's really trying to make it look over the top goofy yeah. he can't get out of the chair and uh, it, it, uh, am i watching tom and jerry like like what, what what am i watching here bro like they're pulling the whole turn the to- turtle over in the shell gimmick you know what i mean it's just yes. kind of flailing his legs and his arms and it's like oh again again vince Live crowd, wow, yes, Riddle, you do that. You turn them over like a turtle, and you make them flail. Like, I mean, is that going to get the positives? Bro, this stuff's going to backfire on them, and they're not even thinking this. Yeah. They are not even thinking this. Very sad. Backstage, we see an Italian tur- uh, and Tamina interview, and then they're back, Vince. They're back. <clears throat> they're back. <laughs> 
They're back, ladies and gentlemen. The return of... We go left, remember... Yeah, I like the. Uh... Oh, <laughs> oh, again. Okay, go. Here we go. Uh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Back, ladies and gentlemen, the bouncies. Here's another thing. Here's another thing, Chris. The one of them takes the shot at uh, Dana Brooke. Yeah. Okay. Why is Mandy holding back Dana Brooke? <laughs> Like what? Like you guys, you have to explain this to me because yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, so clearly Mandy's like, Dana, you don't want to mess with Tamina. Like, <laughs> like that's just uh, like you're probably going to get your butt kicked. You, you don't want to do this. And, and like Dana did the whole, don't you? <laughs> it is like really, really, Dana, really, Dana. Like she would wipe the floor with you. Like there's no way. No way. What about uh, Dana's stance through the whole thing, brother? Sam, was she, she was doing, she was sporting this the whole time, bro. <laughs> Hold on. bro you, you're gonna stand there and have who is gonna stand there and have a conversation like this? Who I've never seen that. I've never had a conversation with anybody where they're standing there like this. Oh my god, there's so many things wrong with this show. But you know what, Chris? As I keep around with you, if I'm producing. That's what I'm telling her. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, Dana, I never saw anybody stand like this and have. That's what I'm telling her, bro. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> yeah. And like you said, you're producing the show, and these things should not be oh, unchecked. Man, they shouldn't be unchecked, man. Not at all. And bro, we got on next big fupa next, we, bro. Th there's like a string of six fupas in a row. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the Drew promo again, his story time. It's, it's like story time with Drew. That should be the graphic, bro, you right. know? Open up, you know, nice little book, open it up. Story time with Drew McIntyre, and then go into the promo. But here's another thing, bro. And you could talk about the match that went on forever. We've got Rhea Ripley against Natalia. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, uh, Charlotte comes out. Mm -hmm. Gets her in the figure four. Charlotte's on the floor, and and um, Rhea Ripley is on the ring apron. Yeah, bro, didn't it look like all she kind of had to do was slip off the ring apron yeah. and hit the floor <laughs> so all that torque wouldn't be on her knee? Like the last thing you would do in that spot is stay in that position. Yeah. I'll, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, bro, all you gotta do is roll and yeah. you're on the floor. Run up! Yeah, yeah. Run up! Run up! Like, what, like what, what is wrong with this show? Like, yeah. what's wrong with you people, man? They should have done like a big, they should have done like a, a feet zoom of just having like Charlotte play with Rhea's feet while she's <laughs> Like, bro, this is, this is, this is brutal. This yeah, is and I was thinking, you know, it's, it's funny because. Uh, it, they they should have just done the whole Bret Hart gimmick, you know. What I mean, when, when he did it on, on uh, when he would do it on the ring post, you know. What I mean, like it that when it made it seem know, like if you wrap, if, if her legs are between the ring posts, then she can't do that. Correct. Exactly. But this way, she's totally torqued. All she's got to do is roll to the floor, yeah. but she's actually holding on the top rope. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what, what are you doing? Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, um, yeah. All yeah. these inconsistencies, man. It's like I'm, I'm glad that you, as a writer and someone who you know <clears throat> was was really into the production of the show, I'm glad that you noticed these inconsistencies and these these really uh, th- these really bad you know production moments for some. This is a flagship show, and all of these inconsistencies within the production within three hours, this stuff needs to be like well, heavily paid attention to. What it all goes back to, Chris, this is what it all goes back to. What If this were real, what would happen in that situation? Bro, think about it. If you, if you sign up and train and make a make, you're going to make a profession out of being a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. So you know what that consists of, bro. You're going to go out there. You're going to fight every week. There's going to be combat. You're going to get hurt. Is anybody signing up to be a professional wrestler to run away from other wrestlers? Right. Then why would you want to become a professional? No wrestler should ever run away from another. Why are you in that business? That what what did you sign up for? That you're running away. Yep. It's stuff like that, bro. Because they're not staying true to characters. Right. A guy, a guy that looks like Sheamus should not be running away from anybody, bro. Right. Any that's the problem, bro. And that's that's across the board, bro. Across the board. You're 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 destroying my automobile in the back. I'm not gonna stand there and watch you do it. Yeah, nobody's going to do that, bro. It's it's like if if you're you're in a parking lot and you see somebody keying your car. And you're going to stand there and watch them key. Nobody's going to do that, bro. Why you can't? That's, bro, that's the problem across the board. Nobody acts like these people act. Correct. Yeah. And you are the most dominant person on Raw, which is Bobby Lashley, a, a shoot MMA fighter, like a legit MMA fighter that loses to someone a quarter of a size and he's despondent for three hours. Bro, we saw six weeks of Eva Marie, the beast, training, shredded, doing all kinds of crazy. Now she's taking off her shoe to fend off somebody half her size. That's what I'm, this, this stuff, bro, nobody's buying this. No. Nobody. No. And it, and again, it goes, it makes me think of like the good old days. Like when you, when you actually had a character like line up with their vignettes, you had Razor Ramon be the bad guy. You know, you had Mr. Perfect be this real pompous, you know, perfect, you know, person who just can't do anything wrong. He just, and you, you had all these vignettes that would I mean, the Undertaker, you know. What I mean, like you had all these vignettes that led up to really continuing to embody the person's character, not vignettes and weeks and weeks of how much of an amazing athlete she is and how much she works hard in the gym, just to have a protege that causes 
her to say that we win that I won the match. I mean, how how is that consistent there? Bro, let's talk about may he rest in peace and we've lost so many people. Let's talk about Paul Ondorf. Mr. Wonderful, the million dollar body. Yes. Bro, even if you go back and look at footage, what is always happening? The Bobby Heenan manager is pulling him away. Orndorff's not running away from anybody. It's Heenan who, like, you know, stuff like that, bro, makes all the difference in the world. Chris, do you watch AEW at all? Yeah, I do, weekly. Mm -hmm. Did you watch last week? Yep. Chris, I I can't spell out the problem in wrestling any clearer than this. Chris, we all know you are probably five. Dr. David Schultz and uh, John Stossel. Mm -hmm. We all know the incident well, right, bro? He Stossel, you know, said this is fake. Bro, Schultz slapped the taste out of his mouth, dislocated his jaw. He went down in a heap. Mm -hmm. Fast forward 2021. We've got Dan Dave Lambert or Dan Lambert. What was his name? Uh, Dan, yeah. Dan uh, Lambert. America's top, America top team. Running down AEW, running down their fans, running down everything. Here comes Lance Storm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, bro. Lance if, Archer. Lance Archer. If yeah. this is a if this is a David uh, a Schultz, John Stossel moment, I'm buying it. Slap him across the mouth one time as hard as you can. But no, bro, what are we doing? We're backing him in the corner. We're picking him up. Yeah. We're putting him on the turn. We're putting him in our finishing move. He's selling it now. So now I'm watching this, and now I'm like, okay, you guys literally had to rehearse this the entire – that's not how it would have – Happen. Yeah. Lance Archer would not have put this guy in his finishing move. He mm-hmm. would have David Schultz. This that's the problem, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. They just they don't know how to do it the right believable way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100 percent man. You gotta have that reality factor in there to cause like Shock and all, you know. What I mean, otherwise, it's just the same routine over and over and over and over again. Same matches, same well. It's just not, well, when that <laughs> when that when that incident went down with me and Piper at TNA, and it was a one hundred percent shoot. That was a one. Did Piper hit me with his finishing move, bro? No, no, bro. It was a shoot. He didn't know I was there. I didn't know what he was gonna do. And that's what you saw. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't pipe it in, hit me with it. That was real. They don't know, bro. They are so encased in this wrestling bubble. They don't know how to do anything that looks close to real, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Orndorff, I mean, back in the day, he, he had a character that was, you know, he had that million dollar body. And you're like, you know what, man? I don't want to mess with this guy. Like, Heenan had that element to him, like man, if he lets he if he lets the dog out the you know off the leash, he's going to come and you know annihilate me. <clears throat> and he had a mean pile driver, man. <laughs> Ordor's pile driver was lethal, man. Ed, like- bro, and bro with the body, 
came the arrogance and the cockiness and I'm better than you. I mean, that's what came with the package, man. The robe, the robe gimmick, everything in between, man. The the, uh, the tights, you know, it was it was uh it was great, man. So you know, uh, seventy-one years old, I believe uh, he, he was, and uh, yeah, so it was. He's been um, he's been battling with sickness for for a while now. He went to the hospital, came back. Um, his his uh, son, I believe, uh, reported the news, and so definitely our prayers go to the Ondor family, and uh, and just continue to uh, stay strong as as much as you can, and support each other in this really tough time. So, uh, on that note. Look, we got a VIP lounge segment, Vince, that we haven't talked about at the end <laughs> of Raw. <laughs> oh man, you know, I was I was looking at the time and I said, okay, so this whole Natalia Ripley thing, it ended at like a quarter till eleven. And I said, okay, so we've got, we're gonna have another segment. Like who else is left, you know, from who they have to like do a segment that's exciting to lead into next week into the live crowd. And so they bring out MVP with the lounge. I mean, with the ladies and the champagne and everything. I'm like, okay, so, so they're keep saying Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley. Okay. Let's say it all together. Bobby Lashley. Uh, and uh, so I'm thinking like, okay, so is this a return? Because again, Let's set this up for next week. And it's just a despondent Bobby Lashley who gets upset and talks about how he doesn't want to party and now he just destroys the lounge. And that's it, Vince. Bro, there's, all, folks. there's even <laughs> there's even stuff wrong with this scene. Okay, let, let's break down a couple of things. That that would never happen. Yeah. That would never happen, bro. And I, I'm looking at these things, I'm saying no. First of all. He has his match, okay? It's now 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. He has his match, bro, gets in the shower, and at 11 o'clock at night, he puts the suit back on. Yeah. No, no, you're not. No, nobody's putting the suit back on at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. After you've worked, you're not putting the suit back on. So then, bro, here's what really bothered me. This is what really bothered me, Chris. Let's talk about raw natural emotion mm -hmm. he's cutting a promo of what he's going to do to kofi bro you just lost to xavier woods i would yes i was thinking what you said you just lost to xavier woods and we're talking about what th that would not be the promo yeah, that that is there. You know, Vince writing his go home promo. That's what it says on the sheet. That is not what he would be saying at that time, bro. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If if anything, bro, if anything, he should have been dragging Xavier Woods to the ring, a bloody mess. Yep. Begging Kofi Kingston to come out. Bro, here comes Kofi. We are out of time. Sunday night. How how hard is that? How hard is that? Now you cover all your bases. He gets the revenge. Here comes Kofi. We are out of time. Holy crap, what's going to happen on? How hard is that? 
It's not, Vince. That, that's oh, what you call compelling go-home cliffhanger. That's called a, that's called a cliffhanger, Vince. No, bro. I'm going to – I'm gonna. I lost. I'm going to go shower, bro, throw in a little cologne, put the soup back on. <laughs> like, yeah. Come oh, on, oh, man. man I, I lost. This is how I feel. I need more graphics. I got more graphics, man. Oh man, Chris, they're just—they're—they're just so out of touch, man. Oh yeah, yeah. They—they need to, bro. I don't know if they need some type of, you know, go on some. They—they need to like go on a retreat or something, and like they need to step away from this. And and look at what they're doing, man. For sure, for sure. And just the fact that just your idea was exactly what should have happened. It was much more riveting, and and it, that had the go home show feel to a pay per view on Sunday. The pay per views on Sunday that would have been perfect. A blittering, bloody mess. Xavier Woods. He comes yeah. out when they are you know announcing him. He didn't come out the other two times because he was beating the brakes off of Xavier Woods. He drives him out. He's he's a mess, and he's saying, I dare you, Kofi. I dare you to come out. I dare you to come out. And then Kofi comes out with, with, ring. with, oh. a, base, with a baseball bat. Okay, with, with, I like it. Baseball bat in hand. Holy yep. crap. Yep. We are out of time. Boom. Yep, even before he gets to the ring. So as he's walking to the ring, you do the you do the cutoff and yeah that's and that's it and that and that makes me want to watch the show for Sunday you know other rather than uh, Xavier Woods got a clean win against me yep and I'm gonna turn that over to oh but let me tell you something Kofi Kingston you know what? <laughs> it's like exactly it. that's that's exactly what happened bro yeah. exactly what happened very very unfortunate um let them know about the brand my man. Yes, Russo'sBrand.com, guys. Dozens and dozens of podcasts with wrestlers you know and love. Also on Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Nice, nice. It's always a pleasure, man. Uh, go represent my man. Go go support him. Uh, Russo'sBrand.com. I'm trying to find us. So Patreon.com uh, uh, backslash TWC. Uh, you've got You've got an all-star lineup uh, at the brand, don't you? Oh, my God, bro. I, I, I always forget people. That's why I don't like to mention it because there's like 15 people now, bro. Nice. Shane Douglas, Dutch Mantel, Kevin Sullivan, Stevie Richards, Stevie Ray, the beautiful people, ODB, Shane Douglas, Just Incredible, Big Vito, Taylor Hendricks. Wow. Uh, like, I, I always forget somebody. That's why I hate going through the list, but – yeah, guys, you get so many different perspectives, bro, from people that have been there and done that. And, was, and bro, we started like 75 cents a week. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And be sure to sub to SK Wrestling, Sports Keto Wrestling to YouTube. Uh, we're starting to really uh, uh, start to grow uh, our, real, our audience, our YouTube, very, very well. So thank you all for supporting. Thank you all for to continue to support. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, you you get the awesome, awesome uh, shorts every week from, from our shows and things like that. And it, it's funny. I love – I get notifications all the time. 
about the Twitter, about the graphics people on Sports Kita uh, making the shorts of us throughout our shows, man. So they do a fantastic job uh, uh, really promoting us and built and uh, creating those really awesome shorts. So thank you uh, to the graphics team at Sports Kita. You guys are awesome, uh, doing a great job at Sports Kita. Again, sub Sports Kita Wrestling. Follow Twitter. Follow Instagram, SK Wrestling. Until next week, he's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. This is the Legion of Raw. So long.